from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all. To all my fantasy children, my name is Eric Atano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast where each week, Jeff and I sit down and interview each other. I don't know. What do you- I have nothing this Every week. Every week, Aaron and I sit down <laughs> with a cup of coffee or Ooh. a fresh can of soda or whatever you prefer, mm-hmm. and we just chat about the day's events we talk about we talk about life in the big city. We talk about the highs. We talk about the lows. We we get the word from the word from the person on the street. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's 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 a look at life in in the in the year 2018, which is to say, it's real depressing yep. and it's cold and it's bitter. But we're getting by. We're yeah. doing the best we can. A little bit, one little bit at a time. What was the high point of your week in the big city? Uh, the high point of my week in the big city was, uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I got a lot of Pokemon Go miles in this week. Uh, it's real nice having as many Pokestops as we have in the city. Fuck yeah. Because I went out of the city for a happy hour with some old ex-coworkers, and I realized I had been taking for granted the, the sheer number. Yes. Of, like, Pokestops, because then I looked around. Also, Ubers. Ubers is the other thing that I realized. I had been cabs, Ubers. It's Public transit things. I realized I had taken all of that for granted when I called an Uber. And it was like, it'll be here in 20 minutes. And I said, that's not right. That's that's unacceptable. And then I realized after I had done it that I had had traveled a total of about a half a mile. Yeah. And I could have (laughs) walked. It's very true. Um, my high point this week, God, is there even ever really, I'm like, what's the high point of life in the city? It was like, well, some people were just hammering God knows what outside my apartment like two seconds ago screaming. And then the subway is the nightmare. Um, what's the high point? Hmm. Oh, so I get my bubble tea in Chinatown at this place called Feng Cha very often. And they've recently got their like updated menu that's from like. Like keeping up with what's current in actual China, so like we're not way behind the curve anymore. And there's some really fun treats that I can't wait to drink there. Nice. That I'm is really, the I'm really looking forward to. In the next few weeks, we're in the holiday season, so there's going to be some like holiday events in the city. Oh. All of my all of my local breweries just let me know when Santa Claus will be at their brewery. So we're going to be having a lot of a lot of brewery time with Santa. I'm very excited about that. Are you going to go to the Christmas Village? Oh, for sure. Uh, yes, yes. We have we Y'all. have a designated day when we go to the Christmas Village with two of our dearest friends, uh, Noah Houlihan and Laura Prince. Two of our dearest friends. We we the four of us. We go to the Christmas Village every year. It is a treasured tradition, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. And then the neck the day after that, they're showing a special showing of uh, Emmett Otter's junk. Uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And the Fraggle Rock Christmas at the theater across town from where from our apartment. This is amazing. So yeah, living in the city is awesome. I have yeah. no complaints about this. I love that. God, that sounds magical. I'm like, yeah, the trees going up in Rockefeller Center. Life going to Manhattan's gonna be hell. I wish I lived in Philly sometimes. I'm very excited. It's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great holiday season in the city. Damn. What 
So we're talking a lot about cities, Jeff. We have a prompt this week. Oh, do we? Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm running out of topics to talk about. Where so I was, I was kind of like, mm, you're gonna keep talking about stuff. No, I, I, I really hope. Hey, that we do this podcast where we're at this day, and this day, if we just kind of want to chit chat about cities and stuff, we're gonna. You know why too? Because the prompt this week. Hold on, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, no, hold on, hold on, Aaron. So the. <laughs> Aaron. So the problem Aaron, this week. The problem, Aaron. <laughs> this is the problem this week, Jeff. Aaron. I'm gonna have Who's to. Who's the problem, Aaron? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to chop this up. <laughs> so the prompt this week, we're talking a lot about cities, comes to us from our Discord. Gelatinous Deer Slime says, "Prompt: What's public transportation like in fantasy?" Hmm. An interesting question. A very interesting question, because you and I both take public transportation fairly often, right? Yes. I I mean, it's one of the reasons that I moved to the city was because I don't like driving that much. I mean, I still drive a fair amount, but like I wanted I've I have always been a public transportation person. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have my driver's license until I was 23. That is true. That is true. 23, 22, 23. Mm hmm. Not until I had a job where I like I had to drive. I basically was public transportation and walking all through that. And then even so now I live in the city and I take public transportation most places outside of my day job is the only time that I realistically drive or did drive when I had a day job. So I think we should. <laughs> Thank you for that pause. <laughs> that was just for you. <laughs> so. I want to talk about, uh, so we want, what should we go through each city and just like pick a, talk about public transportation in each one? Because we've talked about this on Discord before, but I want to hammer it out in an episode with you. Yeah, because, I, like, think that's a, I think that's, I feel like that's the topic of the episode. I don't know if we're going to have like no, a character that we no, create. world building I think episode. it's just going to be talking through this topic and that's pretty much going to be it. Yeah, sometimes it's fun to just be like, we made a world. Let's talk about some fantasy details, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have an idea. I've always had an idea for Moon Crescent. My question for okay. you is about, we've talked about it being like, the. I, I mean, I don't know. I've always saw it as like the shape of a moon, you know, sure. so there's like water in there, like in the middle. I don't know what that's called. Is that an archipelago? When it's like a uh, U you know, shape? That's a good question. I think it might be. But that, it's like a, it's a Moon Crescent shape and water is in the little like, in the bowl area. And there's like a detail and there's (laughs) there's a series of like small islands around and stuff. I always imagine. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said that's just a nice. That's a nice detail. There's a series of islands. This giant bowl that is surrounded by water. The the, the island itself or the archipelago, whether or not that's the right term. Hey, friends. Hey, junior wizards. Don't at me. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I want you to like last episode. Mouth it to yourself. Mouth it to yourself right now. (laughs) Uh, The archipelago forms a crescent moon shape. There's a circular body of water in the center. And in that circular body of water, there's a series of small islands in in that body of water that perfectly mirror the the dark spots on the moon's surface. Oh, Jeff, that's very good. Okay. I fuck. Do you know what this means, though? So one of my favorite things. So. This episode's going to be a lot learning about me and Jeff and, like, things we like. Because let's just pull from things we like and hate from, like, public transportation that you and I have taken. And then we'll just apply it in fantasy. I love ferry rides. Okay. Oh, my God. So there's a, there's a ferry that starts at Wall Street. And it can take you to the Ikea, which is also next to, like, the best 
barbecue in New York. So, okay. or you can just take this ferry around and it like stops from place to place. So I've taken it for fun before and you just ride on like a beautiful day looking out at the water and all the skyscrapers and the sun reflect. You can see the Statue of Liberty. It's amazing. So I think that the ferry is the most popular or like the main, you know, of course, not the only, but like the fun way of transit in Moon Crescent is hopping on a ferry and you go island hopping. It's like a cab yeah. or like a bus, but it's a ferry. Can I add a detail? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Airboats. Oh, f- fuck. Please go on. Airboats. Like, wait, an air- is an airboat the thing that in like the Florida Everglades, the big yes, fan? with the big fan. <laughs> wait, so like a hundred people are on a giant airboat. You can't talk during because you're like, no, what? no, 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 no. There's it's beautiful, so there's beautiful, serene ferry rides. And then there's just people cruising on airboats. Oh, it's two Big different fan things. boats just joyriding. <laughs> Some people just for recreation in Moon Crescent. The elves can't get enough of fucking airboats. Oh, yeah. I think it's a small subculture. It's a small hobby. It's a small oh. extreme sport. Oh, so it's extreme sport now, Jeff. Well, I think it's, I think people, <laughs> I think people have them. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm picturing like if this is like an archipelago, right? If yeah. this is sort of like a water, sort of coastal. I get a little bit, like, I'm sort of, I get a little bit of Florida Everglades, like, from it. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm picturing a little bit of that, like, I want there to be airboat chases is the thing. Because you know what's great? Airboat chases. Yeah, I'm totally seeing now, like, you know, uh, a Knight of Moon Crescent Detective that's just wearing, like, a white blazer with the sleeves rolled up with white slacks and, like, pointy-toed shoes. Uh Chasing a criminal on an airboat yeah. through like the ocean, and there's just crocodiles. <laughs> How big? Real fucking Pretty, big. All sizes. They're yeah. tiny ones, but then there's real big ones. <laughs> the real big ones are under the water. But the way the small ones are not. No, they come up. <laughs> they it's <laughs> sort of like a giant whale or a giant squid. Like there are all, there are crocodiles so large we only know about them in theory. That's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> I love this a lot that there's well, I mean, that also implies that like Moon Crescent has a lot of recreational water sports. Can I say that still in 2018 with the Internet being what it is? Can I still say water Mm, sports? No, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of recreational water activities like jet skis, but especially airboats. Airboats. And ferries are the main... Okay, is it nice? Is a ferry of Moon Crescent oh, fer- nice? A ferry, is, a ferry is a lovely experience. Is oh, it? Oh, for sure. Because in my head, like, Moon Crescent can get quite cold in my brain. Just, like, not all the time. But, like, I would imagine that a winter ferry ride would be quite wonderful, though. Like, you're all bundled up on the deck. Like, you can go above and, like, you look out and, like, there's icebergs and snow falling. And, like, I, I think that would be a wonder. I kind of want to get on a ferry today. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be nice. So I also think if we're talking like boat travel, yeah, there should definitely be like part of the city is is sunken. Oh, so you God. get them then nice them good good gondolas. Oh, whoa! Or like a sweet rowboat travel. Wait, 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 wait! You said sunken like underwater, like partially underwater. Oh my God, that's so good. So, like, there's sections of the city and areas that are underwater, partially, if not mm-hmm. completely submerged. Like, the door to it is above water. You enter the door, and you have to walk downstairs, which is going under the surface of the water. The streets are flooded, so you're riding on a rowboat. You swim underwater. And there's a whole experience. Okay, Jeff, kind of this now is, I kind of just want to talk about this. Well, we'll get to other topics. But for <laughs> now, like, let's live here. We have another, what, 40 minutes to talk about. about stuff? Yeah, Absolutely. 
So this submerged city, Jeff, I really dig. So wait, is it like Venice, but like different? Yeah, there's a little bit of Venice, but also kind of like old ruins. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I like this 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 image a lot of like, so you're seeing it as like a watery city. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. It's always wet. Yeah. Or has that look to it. I really, ooh, okay. Okay, I dig this. I'm putting, you want to put a pin in this and move on? No, we can hang out here for a little while. Like I said, we have 40 minutes to Yeah, fill. you're right. I don't know why I'm rushing. I get nervous. Um, So Moon Crescent, City of the Elves, the city, you know, of relaxation and comfort. Public transportation would have to be pretty good. I would say mm-hmm. that probably it has what you would No, I, I don't know if it has the best one. I would say it's the most comfortable. Sure. I would say that the the seats and things like that, because I'm thinking about the reality of riding a ferry every day or like a um, an, <laughs> an airboat is like, I would want it to be like something. Okay, I'll ask you a question. This is a fun game. What's something that public transportation in Philly doesn't have that you wish it did? Something that Philly doesn't have that I wish it did. Like on the, like say you're riding the subway. What do you sound like? Yeah, oh my yeah, God, yeah. this would be so much better if. Uh, it would be a lot better if. You know what they don't really have? What? Or they have and it's not especially kind of like accurate. Yeah. Is like schedules. <laughs> yes, I, yes, completely agree. Just like, uh, like, well, because, like, uh, you know, New York, uh, uh, they will have, or in some cities, I've seen it where they have like, this is arriving in eight minutes. Yes, yeah, there's like they list them out. They have the the sort of airport displays. Mm -hmm. I think they have a lot of those. They have like check-in stations where the ferry passes by. They hit, they ring a bell, and you can hear those bells from any port in the city. So you're like, up. That just passed. That just passed. That 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 stop. It'll be here in twenty two minutes. Okay. So now I have an image from that of like this level of like convenience and everyone's like kind of looking out for each other. You know the the aesthetic of the Christmas village. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing is at each station where there's like food stalls and drinks and like places to stay warm and hang out while yeah. you wait for your boat. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of like shops and tiny little like one room stands and cottages. Yeah, there's a literal cottage industry of tiny cottages. Ooh, okay. I love that. That there, There's a place where you go when you're, like, waiting. Because the thing that I hate about, like, waiting for the subway, like, my station's fucking outside. So, like, mm. you cold. It's it's gruff. It's, like, covered, but it's cold as fuck. Um, yeah. Is, like, but above me is, like, this weird boardwalk thing in Brooklyn. It's odd. But... Um, there's nowhere, I wish there were people there, like, hawking stuff, or, like, a place for me to sit and, like, get a cup of coffee on my subway platform, and mm-hmm. I think that would be, that's, like, a, the, because I, the word I always associate with myself and Moon Crescent, like, in my head is cozy, so, like, mm-hmm. everything is just a little cozier than what I'm used to, where, like, the seats are soft, and they're, they warm you, and they have little massagers on them if you want, and, you know, there's people on the ferry who are like, you need a cup of coffee, you need a cup of tea, a hot drink, or, like, a snack, you know, and it's, like, a really relaxing experience getting you from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, you know, gentle music's playing, they give you earphones, it's like a flight, but it's, even if it, the ride is, like, 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, it's just a little bit of comfort yeah. to send you on your way. Oh, God, if only. Mm-hmm. I dig that. Hmm. So I think a lot about your trolley 
mm-hmm. because I don't have the trolley. Can you explain the trolley to people oh, who've yeah. never wrote? Because yours is way different than other cities. Oh, yeah. We have, like, above-ground uh, electric trolleys. They go on the street, same as cars. Uh, they run on uh, they run on the rail. Most of our roads, at least especially, at least and especially, or I guess particularly in West Philly, have uh, rail tracks like plowed into the streets, and you ride a trolley. Like you know, it arrives every like fifteen minutes, and it's just nice. It's nice. I like the trolleys. It is, but it goes underground. It does go underground for a few. Blo- for, like, it starts underground, then comes above ground. And then goes to the trolley depot. And that's what blew my mind. When we wrote it to PAX Unplugged, it was like, what? I'm going underground. It's like a subway trolley all in one. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, I can't not think about Geode. Every mm-hmm. fucking time I think about it. I think about that trolley. Like, you know those Christmas displays where like it'll be a little scene and there's the trolley that like, like a train that goes around a mountain. Mm-hmm. That is how I envision your the Philadelphia trolley. And that's how I envision geo transport is like somewhere between a trolley and a subway car. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I always think about with that is I have a thought about. So when I'm riding the subway and I see like little ass kids on the train, I'm always like, God, I wish you didn't have to ride this train with me. And not because like they're annoying, just because the New York subway can oftentimes be a place of stress we'll just say mm-hmm. um and so i thought i got to thinking once about geode and i was like i wonder if i wrote it down in my notes and it's real fucking dumb it was like a, a kids only transport system like okay. like and it's really corny and themed like hey kids welcome to the train and like kids only can ride it it's very safe and monitored and like it's driven by like a fucking robot or something sure 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 the budmo jiggler fun time express sure you act, you say that so casually. Like, I'm going to be like, not blown away. So, yeah. I don't see what these are. I don't see what's, what's, is there, I mean, yeah, it's real nice that it's real nice that they have the Budmo Jiggler Fun Time Express, but I mean, I don't see, I guess I don't see what's necessarily like blow away worthy about the Budmo Jiggler Fun Time Express. <laughs> it's okay. Brought to you, brought to you by Beefmo. <laughs> Okay, so a detail about Geode is they have what, like a kids-only train, where it's a cool place for cool teens and stuff to hang out. Yeah, brought to you by brought to you by Geode's favorite family entertainer slash, I guess eventually. Okay, well here's another detail that we have to kind of get to. Of course, uh, pulling from things that we like about our own city, Budmo Jiggler has definitely been uh, the the the. Sort of idea of Budmo Jiggler has definitely been sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like embraced by embraced by like the rebellious youth movement. Oh my god! I know la, where this is going. <laughs> a la Philadelphia's Philadelphia's greatest greatest export in the last twenty years. Yep. Your favorite son and mine, the good boy Gritty. Gritty. So Budmo Jiggler is similar to Gritty, where it's like liked by all ages, and it's like. You know, everybody knows it's bad, but, like, people kind of like it. Because it's oh, theirs. Sure. It's Geodian. And it's like, oh, well, he's kind of terrifying. But, like, that's what makes him cool. That's what makes him so cool. So, like, kids, like, young kids are like, Budmo Jiggler, Beefo. And they're, like, punching the Beefo, like, you know, punch counter thing, like, mm-hmm. strength meter on the, while riding the train to school. But then my question for you is, is there a cool teen version where it's like a little, where it's a little, pardon my phrasing, a little grittier. 
I don't think so. I think there's. I think there are just trains that that are ridden by cool teens. <laughs> And they and like you just kind of have to roll the dice. Like kids have to roll the dice. They might end up on the teen bully on the teen bully train. Oh no, wait! So every wait, <laughs> so train cars have is the entire train or train car has like a theme? Are there themes? I think there have to be like Budmo Jiggler specific themes. But are there other ones? Because you just said like the teen bully, the teen bully train. Oh, I just figured it was a, a Budmo Jiggler Fun Time Express that like. A, is, a teen bicycle gang hopped on. No. Okay, but what's there to keep kids safe? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to keep you from getting bullied by cool teens? What is there in life, though, that keeps you from being bullied by cool that's, teens, honestly? That's a big question. That is a deep fucking question. I, myself, on the regular, get bullied by cool teens on the fucking subway. <laughs> they, I have a little, like, uh, lightning from Final Fantasy thirteen like a little charm dangling from my backpack. And I honestly heard a kid say once, my God, what the fuck? That guy is like so old. And I was like, uh, what? Because they pointed to it and I think they knew something about what it might be because they were all like looking at it like, oh my God, and rolling their eyes. and like, hey, fuck you. This is fucking cool. My friends got to me from Japan. <laughs> uh, I think there probably are kid-specific like trades and there's probably a robot that like enforces the rules. But he's only got so much power. Can I give you a detail about that? Yeah. So on the Budmo Jiggler Fun Time Express car, um, on that train, you know, you can spot it from pretty far away. And I think I have the vision of a lot of like adult Geodians standing on the platform and they're like running late for work. The Budmo Jiggler Fun Time Express comes up and they're like, yeah, I'm going to take that demerit. I'm not getting on that because it's like an adult's nightmare. It's like real loud. One mm-hmm. one train car is just a ball pit. <laughs> like you yep. open the door and balls pop out. Kids are just screaming and playing, and like robots are pretty much nannying them the entire yep. time. But if you're bad, like if you're playing the beefo bopum game and you bop somebody in the face with like the foam whack-a-mole thing, you get to go to like you go to the timeout car. And I want to what what do you think is what would be your like punishment? It's like a little kid. I, I didn't have timeout. But what would be your punishment on the Budmo Jiggler Express for, like, a bad kid who did something uh, fucked up? It's sort of a penalty box. <laughs> it's just, like, a very drab car. Uh, it is actually specifically, uh, it is an adult-friendly car that is, like... <laughs> to go to the quiet, you know, transit quiet car. <laughs> and whenever it happens, all the other kids get candy. Oh. So you just sit there, you're like, oh, yeah, I gotta go hang out with the adults, and then everybody else gets a slice of cake. And they let you look through the window. Oh, yeah. And it's completely transparent of them, like, getting pizza, and, like, all the robots are dancing and acting <laughs> stupid and, like, telling jokes, and all the kids are eating candy, and you're like, I really fucked up this time. You're like, oh, this is terrible. Did, but, okay, my question for you is, Budmo Jiggler Funtime Express, obviously, he does not make money off of this. No, no, but they they licensed, licensed out. Yeah, they licensed that that image. Okay, so there's train cars. I will say in Geode, is it is it comfy? I would say that they take a lot of my idea. And tell me what you think is because Geode is all about invention and crap. There's a lot of prototypes that don't mm-hmm. always work out, and there's a lot of like ideas. Like every week, your fucking like trolley ride is sort of different. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if with that. we got rid of chairs and everybody stood the whole time? You're like, it's better for blood clots. You're like, oh, 
this is awful. My my commute is an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to the other side of the mountain. I don't want to. Don't want to do that. Can I throw out a fun detail? Oh my god! Yeah, that's all this episode is. Because I have a fun detail. Now that we're talking about tro- since we've brought up trolleys, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you know this, Aaron. I don't know if you I, you have not seen this as you haven't been in Philadelphia in the month of December in oh, sort no. of the West Philly area. Okay. Can I tell you about the Christmas trolleys? Stop. I have heard you. You. So when I was there, it was like, well, like now pretty much last year, you mentioned Christmas trolleys to me. And I was like, is that happening now? And I don't think it, it's not yet. Right. It could be. They might be. They already have happy holidays on the, on the light signs. Oh, fuck. so they could have them decorated. OK, please tell me about this. So come Reflections Day <laughs> in Geode. These trolley cars, all of all of them, the Budmo Jiggler Fun Time Express, the adult trolleys, they go ham. <laughs> because the Christmas trolleys in Philly, one or two, like a few of them, it's usually like one or two of them. There was a Philly.com article about like the the most like prominent of the Philly conductors who decorates his trolley car. It's individually based? Yes. Oh my God, that's so magical. Okay, go and on, sorry. <laughs> they line it with tinsel and garland and ribbons and ornaments and they put up like you know it's got it, they've they've got lights on the inside and outside and it's got ribbons it's covered with decoration it is nothing shy of magical okay but why can't this be all year round in geode but especially on Reflections Day. I think it's on and around Reflections Day. People just go all out. Oh, my God. I think I like the idea that it's indi- – well, because it, it's individually decorated, I think, all year round. But, like, yes. to see the Reflections Day decorations in Geode on the trolley cars is just magical. It's mad. It is oh, pure magic. I think people come from all over the world oh, for to sure. see that – oh, my God, I am so into this. We're, like – the fucking row houses in Philly. Mm-hmm. And you, everybody, you, you know, I liked, used to, I used to go see the lights and like how they're decorated during Christmas when they're all lit up. It's mm-hmm. an amazing sight. And like you, people come from all over to see those fucking row crew houses. Yeah. So I think that's totally the image here where it's like people come and they're like, oh, that's my favorite one. Why? Oh, that one's decked out to look like a battle wagon. It's all covered mm-hmm. in like spears, but still Reflections Day themed. And oh my God, that's so cool. I love this idea of, Sipping cocoa, like watching the trolleys go by because every single one is decorated to the nines. And they're all decorated differently. Yes. And you're, and everybody has like their favorite driver every year. And mm-hmm. I think those drivers develop a sort of Geodian fame where it's like, my name is uh, Petals Brown. And Petals Brown, like Petals Brown has been on the news every year for his whack. Because I'm thinking of now like the South Jersey Philly local news. Where it'll be mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes the stories are a little hit or miss, but like local, local hero stories in South Jersey, Philly are like one of my favorite things where they're like, this is the man who reinvented the cheesesteak. And he's like, yeah, I reinvented the cheesesteak. And they're like, back to you, Bill. And that's pretty much fucking it. Like Gritty, Gritty made the news so many times lately. That's kind of what I'm getting this from. Like Gritty, yeah. Gritty playing in the snow was on the fucking news. Yep. So people are highlighted. Drivers are highlighted for their. Ex- well, I actually have a follow up story about the <laughs> drivers, uh, specifically trolley drivers being highlighted. Yes, please. I don't know if you know that this is an actual thing that what? Has happened. No. Uh, 
I would like for you to I would like for you after this episode to go to a website called twitter.com. Go into it and literally open it right now. Let me let me find the exact uh let me find the exact username so that our listeners at home can do it as well. Septa Poet. That is S E P T A Poet. P O E T. The Septa Poet is a trolley driver who gets as as he drives the trolley up and around uh West Philadelphia. But just says things, just like when he announces stops. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a few of these. This is Twitter.com slash SeptaPoet, so you can follow along. This is an actual trolley driver Ooh, these that we are actually cool. ride with sometimes. We emerge from the tunnel towards 40th Street like a reluctant carrot. Seriously, those seeds take forever. Wow, this is cool. Ooh, I like this. We approach the 40th Street portal, which, like my life, is a work in progress. I fuck with this. Okay, so now we're getting on to some good stuff about Geodi and trolley yeah. drivers. Is- so I think it's it's and it's so I think yeah, there's there's a whole culture of trolley drivers bringing their own flair and bringing their own personality and their own magic to the trolley car as yeah, an experience. Like some saying, some I think it's like it's a very respected position in the way of like it's mm-hmm. it's an artistry position where it's like you don't just take people from A to B. You show them who you are by decorating the trolley in you know, whatever atmosphere you want to set up, like if Septa Poet were in Geode and they wanted it to be like a cool, like smoky fucking, you know, poetry lounge of like the 1970s and you go in, it's real quiet and you go to listen to it and people stand up and read their poems. People give the snaps and stuff like that is the kind of image that I have where you get on and you're like, oh, this is the 197, the 197. Now you got to be real quiet because this is the library train. This is the library mm-hmm. trolley. And yeah, you can yeah, yeah. take out a book and ro- this is so sick and this is real. That's the craziest thing, y'all. This is fucking real. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your public transportation drivers. This is dope. I'm really yeah, I'm, I'm following Septipoet right the fuck now. I like Sept I like the Septipoet. This is awesome. Good, the Septipoet is a treasured part of our city. Um, where should we go next? Where do you want to go next? I kind of want to go to Iron Hill. Beca- All right. Because anytime we talk about Iron Hill, it's usually like, you know, food shops and i i know how i see it in my head like the city but i don't know if that's like what it should be okay i see like uh i don't know like i'd see typical fantasy town like cobblestone streets sure and stuff. yeah i think that's that's right you know like the cliche but i see it because in big jeremy episode you you describe it as like three square miles or something so mm-hmm. i see it as this tall area where like it kind of wraps like a spiral leading toward the top okay in my head i don't know or we could just scrap the fact that it's three square miles. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but it's just kind of like a cute fantasy town, kind of like, let me see if this is accurate, this reference before I make it. Old old silly, old city, it's old city Philadelphia. Yes, it really it is. is. Yes. Because it's a city, like it is undeniably a city with all of sort of the, the comforts that come with that. But it is historical and old. It's Mount Holly, New Jersey, Aaron. It's Mount Holly, New Jersey. I don't know why we would oh pick God. another. I don't know why spot we're picking anywhere that. else. But yes, it is Mount Holly, New Jersey. It is old historical houses, and it's a lot of which I think, which I think informs the public transit. Which is, I don't think there is one because it is a walking city. Oh fuck! Yes, let's go. And okay, so can I tell you something about this? Because this makes me very happy. The fact that it's compared. Mm-hmm. Google Mount Holly, New Jersey right now and look it up. Um, 
So when you're walking through the city, something that I, I recently went to is the great Jack-O-Lantern Blaze in upstate New mm-hmm. York, where it's this big pumpkin display, and you tour like a manor and from the Revolutionary War. And as you're looking at these like amazing pumpkin sculptures, and it is essentially Gord Manor, um, they have signs up that tell you about like the history of this like Revolutionary War era like household and like what their role was in this region. And sure enough, and this is actually sort of a call out. To a lot of people that have knocked us about this, if you go to this festival and read about it, you'll find out that the way that they appointed people into military positions, so you could grow the largest pumpkin. That's a real life piece of history. So how about you get, it's not, I wish it was, but it's not. So how about you get off our back about how everything related to a contest elects you to an official position? Specifically like food contests. You know, so we have a brand. Let us develop a brand and a flavor. It's like a crock pot. It takes several years to develop a flavor. I've had a pot roast in my slow cooker now for two and a half years. I've been mm-hmm. calling it my uh, my fantasy child, and it'll be ready soon, but it's not ready. <laughs> so, yep, wait, wait. Nice. so a detail about Iron Hill that I want to say is while you're walking, every house, like in Mount Holly, some a lot of buildings will have a little plaque on the outside, mm-hmm. and it'll say, like, in 1765, this was the house of Peter Smith the Cobbler. And you're like, oh, yes. I lived in the house of a cobbler. Like, I, there's a lot of, like, old restored houses, and they like to tell you, like, what this used to be, because what it is now is probably a bail bonds building, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> but, like, what it used to be, like, you know, as times change in Iron Hill and, you know, properties flip or, you know, people pass away and... It, it would always come back to, like, who originally had this business? What did it used to be? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really perfect for, like, the winter aesthetic that I think I have in my head. I think we're kind of talking about, like, when you're walking around in the winter, it's kind of fun yeah. to, like, put on your puffy coat, you look at decorations, and then you learn a little history about your city. Mm-hmm. I really like it being a walk. Oh, because you know what that means, Jeff, about a walking town. It's fucking one and open container law. Sure. You can walk around with a beer. Which actually which actually is a specific thing that I wanted to a detail I wanted to throw in, but we'll get there. Okay. And street food. Yeah. Street food is I had another thing I was gonna throw in that I think I need it. Give it to me. Uh well let's talk about street food first. Finish your thought and then I'll throw in some other details that I think are important. Because I think if you're walking around and it's you know, it's outside and it's a walk in city, I'm seeing it as like we talked about how there's a lot of bars and restaurants and small shops and it's cute. It is cute as fuck. There's a mm-hmm. lot of street food, like vendors, little places with like five seats where you can go and grab like a sandwich or, you know, just something. There's just a ton to eat and like everything is small and humble and, you know, it's not, there's no chains in Iron Hill except Wizard's, um, Wizard's Wiggle Wagon, which mm-hmm. is his gelatin shop. But yes. Um, but it's a lot of food. It's like eating is everything and eating on the go because they want, you know, people, the city planners of Iron Hill and people who like maintain this kind of historical appreciation, they want you to walk. You know, it's something they want you to do. Go out and explore. Look around. See the world as it is and remember how it was and yep. do it with a drink and have some food in your hand. Yeah. 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 So what do you have? Uh, I have several, several details. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, one, taking a cue from Mount Holly, New Jersey. Uh, craft beer is a big thing yes. in, in Iron Hill. I don't know if we've talked about that before, we but have, it's we having, are a real cra- having a real craft beer resurgence in Iron Hill. Oh, I love a lot this. of craft brewers. A lot, a lot, a lot of craft breweries in Iron Hill. And they're all starting up. 
You know, it's all mm-hmm. there's it's not competitive. There's a space for all yeah. of them. And they yeah, all yeah. do they all do something different or are they all just good? They all do something I think a little different. I think they all kind of have their own specialties. Now, what is you I got to ask, what's your favorite beer in this world? Uh, I'm a big fan of sours, fruit beers, uh lambics. Do you have gozes. a specific one? Uh, I have depends on the situation. I have a lot of favorite beers. Okay, I, I drink. A, I am a beer a beer sampler. Okay, I'd say my favorite like go to is Dogfish Head Sequench Ale. Okay, it is a uh, a session sour, so it is a uh, very light. It is low ABV. It it is made. It is a goes made with black lime and sea salt. Mm. Black lime, lime peel, and sea salt. Oh, I've so had it that. A, it's so it tastes so a little bit good. like a margarita. Yes, it does. It is a margarita. Good. It's incredible. It's very, very good. That's my favorite, like, go-to. That's my favorite go-to, like, I don't have another a beer that I want, so I'm going to get this beer. Can I give you a pitch then about Iron Hill Beer Bars? Because yes. beer bars are everything. Where it's like, you know, how kind of, unfortunately, in 20, it's shifting. It's shifting. But still, wine is still above beer in terms of classiness. Mm-hmm. But I think in Iron Hill, it's like beer is the thing. Well, like drinks, oh, are, see, drinks are the I thing. I see it as, and I see it as specifically like brewery. Like you know, you go to the brewery oh, and yeah. you taste the beers that they make there. Absolutely, like, much like you do in like Jersey, because of beer laws are what they are. A lot of the places you'll go to are literally breweries that will offer you a tour, quote unquote. And the tour is they'll often hand you a piece of paper about like how this brewer, how this beer is made, and they'll say, "Great, you took the tour. Now here's your beer." Yes. And I love what I do love about going to breweries is learning from the people who run it and like learning about what went into the beer and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. I think conversation is a big part of food and drinking culture in Iron Hill where like you, you talk about it, where it's like someone doesn't hand you a beer like, yeah, this is our your new Goza or whatever. Ghost? Is it Ghost? Or, Goza. Is, Go- I always it? say Goza. Me too. So this is our new Goza. And like. They tell you all these details about it, like what went into it, where the ingredients were like found, what it took to get them. And so tasting it is this that much more delicious because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a passionate place and people are old. People have been doing this for a long time in Iron Hill. Like, you know, some of the master brewers are young, but some of them are like, you know, impossible to gauge age. Yeah. So you can go from like the new upstarts to like the old classics and you cannot go wrong. Yeah. I, I love it. this. Oh, my God. Beer gardens in Iron Hill. You cannot yep. go wrong in a hot, hot day, winter's day, any autumn day. Go to a beer garden. Get yourself an Iron Hill Brute. <laughs> this is hysterical. Sounds like we're actually advertising for Iron Hill Brewery in mm-hmm. fucking Jersey. <laughs> go to Iron Hill. Go to their beer garden. You can't go wrong with their. If you could name a beer, Jeff, if you could design your first beer like perfect beer, what would it be? Oh, it would definitely be a sour. Uh, it would be a fruit sour. That is, I would want it to be probably a a not super sour fruit beer, mm-hmm. something that is is sweet but not overwhelmingly sweet, but not syrupy, not overwhelmingly flavorful, and available in a big bottle that is easily shared, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. mellow enough in flavor that like it won't that like nobody that it wouldn't turn people off. I think I would want it to be like. A fruit beer that you could share at a party and that isn't – because the thing about a lot of big bottle fruit beers is they tend to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Like a fairly inexpensive big bottle fruit beer I think would be my perfect. I love that. Or just the sourest sour ale that only I will drink and that everyone will go, oh, that's too much for me. And then I will have more for me. What would you name it? 
Oh, beer naming is tough because a lot of them are actual beers. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But if you had a super sour beer that you could share that like nobody would share, you can always make a play on the fact that you can't share it. Mm-hmm. Like the Solo Q Sour. Mm, that's solid. <laughs> so Iron Hill, fuck, that's very good. Yeah. Should we keep going or call it quits? We can keep going. Yeah, fuck we it. We got like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So Dragon. Mm-hmm. We haven't really dove into what Dragon is like 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 we have the other cities just because it it just didn't come up in episodes until like fairly recently. Yeah. What do you so we talk about how Dragon is a place of um like innovation and magic and competition and you know people are passionate about what they do there and like what they love and I kind of also see it as like I, I never like when um cultures and fantasy cultures are like one thing where it's like this is a place where people are angry and everybody fights all day so i was thinking that if there's a place with competition and innovation it sounds like a lot of work i think they relax like no one else Mm -hmm. so like naps are everything sleeping is a big fucking deal i mean you're floating in the sky stargazing and looking out at the gorgeous views would be like a pastime so my public transportation question for you is how do they get around Oh, I know the answer to that. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, the vehicle changes, but it's cabs. Like, that's a cab city. I like this a lot. It's bikes. I mean, bike. we're talking bicycles. We're talking horses. We're talking, uh, like, we're talking actual, you know, motorized trolley or cars. We're talking, we're talking flying machines. We're talking gyrocopters. You call a cab and someone will come and get you. It is, I think this is the quintessential, like, New York-style cab city. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Because I think it's, there's there's a culture there of, like, how do I get you to where your place fast, as fast as possible, and as comfortably as possible, right? Like, it is is a culture that fostered a very prominent, bespoke transportation industry, because it is one that both said, you know, you have to be the best at what you do. And also, I want to relax super hard. I don't want to have to worry about waiting at a train station Mm. or doing this, that, and the other thing. I don't want to worry about those things. I want to get where I'm going. I want to be at my location so I can relax as soon as possible. I like that a lot. These are all of the environmental factors that will lead to a taxi cab industry flourishing. Can I tell you about the taxi cabs? Yeah. All of those things that you mentioned just now, like gyrocopters, horses, and like bicycles, mm-hmm. they all come in like a form of like an Uber. Like you can, it's whatever comes. Like if yeah. you're like, let me call a cab. This is a horse. I guess I'm getting on a horse. And that horse will get you there comfortably. But yeah. it's just, you know, it's. You just don't know. You don't, you don't know. know until it till it gets there. And what does that tell? Okay. So that tells me that people are, one, like there's a demand for this industry. You know, is it like busy? Because I the idea of like a congested city almost makes me feel like I'm punishing Dragon. <laughs> no, I don't think it's congested. I think it's not congested specifically because there are so many. You know, I think like, here's how I kind of picture it. Okay. The if New York City had responded to taxi cab car con- like congestion with now there are flying cars, <laughs> like now there are there are hippogriffs in the sky, there are winged creatures that are flying you. The skies get crowded. Okay, cool. Now we are we are adding bicycles so that people can kind of weave between lanes, and it's just it just 
it's not crowded because p- there are so many different options. Yeah. Like, it, it basically, think about New York City and picture, like, if instead of being crowded in the streets, all of that car traffic was, some of it was in the street, some of it was in the sidewalk, some of it was in the sky, some of it was underground. And it's just, like, everywhere you look, there are just cabs carrying people. I like it. I like this a lot. The idea that the image that I have a lot for Dragon anymore is like I think about if I were in the sky and like I were like I would be daydreaming constantly. And so I Mm -hmm. like this idea of being like, do you remember that feeling of like falling asleep in the car as a kid? Mm -hmm. Or like when you're in a cab or Uber late at night and you're drifting off to sleep and you end at your location, you wake up and you're like, that was lovely. You know, Mm -hmm. and you kind of just drift off to sleep. That's kind of the idea that I have for a dragon as like a hole in my head. I don't know. That's just the kind of vibe I get. Yeah. Is that sleepy, dreamy city where someone comes and you don't have to stress. They whisk you away to where you need to oh, go yeah. and they drop you off. And it's so my idea for it is that it's quiet, though. That, oh, yeah. that is my pitch to you is that the that dragon in all this flying cars and this and that. It's very serene in a way. It all works in a way that's almost beautiful. Like it's this symphony of transportation, of things weaving around each other. There's no accidents. Everything kind of works perfectly in this system. And so kind of the image that I get from even saying that is if you imagine a floating city in the sky, I imagine like little tiny things orbiting it, like spinning in circles. And that would be like the traffic patterns. And they're Mm -hmm. all like when you see the image of an atom, And there's all like the swirling things that kind of balance perfectly in that way that like a gyroscope looks like. That's kind of how I imagine the city looking, where it would look like tiny dots just swirling all around it very quickly. Nope, that's just the transportation system. Oh, I want that one. I'll take that one in real. No, I kind of want the trolley more. The trolleys are magical. They are. I want that so much. Okay, so what what is special? What's nice? What's the best part about dragon transportation? What is the best part about dragon transportation? I think it is that I kind of think it is that like, is it the fastest? I think so. I think it. I mean, yeah, there's it's an industry that is built on on speed and on comfort. So it is like, you know, there is no there is very little to no wait time Mm. whatsoever. And there's little to no like uncertainty of and I think it's also very like safe in terms of like, you know, there's you know, it is it is. You are there. Somebody's going to take you there. You're going to have a little bit of a magical adventure, and then you're going to get to somewhere in like lickety split. I okay. That I really like is the magical adventure part because I think that's what it, it, it is. It would be quite visually appealing to me to like get in a flying car already. I'm like fucking sixty thousand feet in the sky, and like I get in a magic car and get flown. Um, what's the movie with Bruce Willis? The kid. <laughs> No, oh, fifth, oh, element. The fifth element. Fifth I'm gonna element. go like fifth element style through a city, or I can just fucking go to sleep. Like yeah. it, it, it provides that like excitement thing where it's just like you never take the same. We rarely have ever taken the same ride twice. Yep. Okay, and now everybody, our first, our first love, we come to pure ether guilt. Truth. Yep. The dumpster of fantasy. <laughs> We, by the way, I've been, I've been re-listening to some stuff just to try to re, like, make sense of a lot of our older things. Purethia Guilt has been, like, our, like, whipping post. Like, we, everything bad always happens there. They've had a rough go of things. <laughs> Every episode, we're like, this sucks. And then you're like, 
consider truth. <laughs> it happened last episode, and it was like it made me think about how many times we've just been beaten on them. So, what is transportation like? And first of all, what is okay? I'll ask you a hard hitting journalism question. What is your kind of visual for Purethra Kill? Uh, it's been steampunk since day one. <laughs> I've pictured specifically my visual for it is uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that, that, that Oscar award winning film. The film, the comics, just that very like Victorian steampunk mm-hmm. top hats, gears, monocles, newsboy, newsies. There's there's newsy gangs running around. It is very Dickensian. Okay. Dickensian London. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is how I've always pictured it. That's kind of how it is in my head as well. Until uh just 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 for fun facts, until I went to New Orleans and I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. this aesthetic. I really like old French architecture too. But that yes, that sort of Victorian looking architecture is just in my head, doesn't mean it's canon. Whatever you think, yeah. listener, it's also valid and awesome. But that's kind of just always where I go in my head when I think of, like, what does Madame Mysterio's house look like? But anyway. Yeah, I, I like the aesthetics of, like, a Creole, yeah. like, New Orleans style. But I picture, like, clothing-wise, it's a lot of top hats oh, and yeah, and, and like, things. highwayman outfits. Yeah. Um. So transportation. We know that Archibald Gord once instated um, robot spiders, giant robot, like a wild wild yes. west. Thank you, episode zero. Um. But like, thank wh- you for remembering that because I was going to drop that on you when you. <laughs> I was hoping you were just going to cold ask me what it's like, and I was going to fire back with just no context. Giant robot spiders. Is that the main? <laughs> yes, yes, Aaron. That is. I'm not. Why are we on so this. mean to them? We're not. That's not mean. I'm kidding. Giant robot spiders is the coolest, Aaron. They can climb walls and buildings and stuff too. Yeah, picture a bus, <laughs> except it's not a bus. It's a giant robot spider. What if you're afraid of spiders? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look like a, like, it's not a scary looking spider. It's just got kind of four spidery legs and it like clonks over, drops down. How big is it? You climb into it. How big is it? Oh, it's bus, it is city bus size, Aaron. These are city bus size things with spider-like legs that a bunch of people climb into. And like, what's amazing about it is the safety. Because these things are tanks. Yeah, absolutely. These things are, are military grade. Yeah, they're repurposed. Lemony himself could gr- could try to squeeze one of these things and it would not break. Okay. And so imagine just the comfort, like the, and they are reliable. Do you know how many times the the robot spiders have broken down in the hundreds of years between Lemony Locust's reign, the turmoil afterwards, the corruption beforehand? Do you know how many times these buses have broken down? How many times? Jack none. <laughs> okay, wait. Can we t- do they have a driver, or is it a robot spider that takes you where you need to go? It's the the bus. The, the bus is the driver. Are they cold? Does the robot spider have a personality, or is it just like enter the bus? I like it having a little bit of personality. How much? A little? I think a, a, a decent amount. I picture specifically what I'm picturing is like a uh, like a Sam Elliott type, like an old like they are all kind Stop of Stop it. rustic cowboy types. Sam Elliott. Come on board. You ain't. Hop on. I, I saw a star is born. That's why I can't control myself. It was like, you stole my voice, Bradley Cooper. You done took it. 
you hop, you hop on board, and the, the you, you get on board, and the spider like bing dings at you through the through the, the, the through the PA system. Hey, turn around. What? Why? <laughs> Just one thing not to look at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think they're real charming. Honestly, I think the robot no, spider buses are are irrepressibly charming. Oh, absolutely, they are charming to a degree. Or like, God, if you blink, you'd swear you're falling in love with them. Oh, they're, they're, that's what I mean. The, I, I picture, I think you can't be afraid of spiders in Iron Hill. No. Well, you mean, you mean like, Purethric Hill. Yeah, you can't be, you're right. I think you can't be afraid of, well, I think you also can't in Iron no, Hill. No, because there you are spider people Hill. serving you beers. <laughs> I think you can't be afraid of spiders in Purethric Hill because the spider buses are so charming. Yeah. That like, even if the first time you get on one, you're like, oh, it's a spider. Oh, it's gross. It's just like. Come on, it ain't gross. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a living. Whoa. Wait, can I tell you a detail about the spider bots? Yes. So I want you to imagine, listener and Jeff, I want you to imagine what you think a street looks like in Purethra Guild. You are heading to school. It's your first day of school. You're a little nervous. You walk out of your house. You're like, bye, everybody. And you get to the bus stop. In the distance, you see something shining in the sunlight. And you're like, mom told me not to be afraid of the bus. And down come the street, cronk, 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 comes a city bus-sized spider tank from a time ago in a time of can turmoil. I, can I change a detail of that? Please don't, because I have one more okay. detail for you. Before Fine. you do, All right. before you do, you know what makes them a little less scary? What's that? Every spider tank has a little top hat on it and, mm-hmm. a, and a big, thick mustache. Yep. Just like, what's that guy's name? Sam what? Sam Elliott. Just like Sam Elliott. They kind of look like Sam Elliott. Can I add? Can I add a detail? Yes, please. Whisper quiet. <laughs> they don't make a sound. Whisper quiet. I mean, that's a spider for you. Maybe it's just like a, like it's like the pads of like tum, 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 like when you hear a cat that little tinkle yeah. when a cat like jumps on your bed and you hear like of his yep. little beans. Oh, spider beans! The spider yeah. feet kind of look like little cat paws, and it's oh, very yeah. alarming at first, because you're like, why can't it just be spikes that spear the ground? Nope. Beans. Oh, well, because they're quiet. They're quieter. They're safer. They provide more cushioning. So when you ride them, you're not, like, alarmed. Can I, can I, give, you a, can I give you a pitch as to why they're so charming? Yep. You know who started the idea of having a big spider um, take, take you through the town of Purethra Guild? Sprout motherfucking Brussels. So okay. they are sprout Brussels to the max. Like that idea of like, welcome. How, how are you today? Like there's sprout no- Brussels per- had a, he had a pet spider. Just a little one that sat on his shoulder. It's real cute. Yeah, he had a he had a little spider that sat on his shoulder. He fed him, fed him little candies. Little <laughs> <laughs> candies. What was the spider's name, Jeff? I leave this to you. The spider's name was- uh, Spinner? thread count webs webster spinner webster's okay webster spinner is very good and webster no, spinner was the pet spin, of spinner webster spinner, spinner webster, webster was the pet of like a god <laughs> get a little can little little chickpeas oh like little flies he just hands them yeah but he also had to go through and like while a spider is on his shoulder watch a spider grab a fly Stab his fangs into him and drink him like a milkshake because that's how <laughs> spider feeds. <laughs> it's Brad Russell just like you know, that's just just how life goes sometimes. That's that's how it works. Not always pretty, but it is. But but it is when you think about it. You know, I, I was I was thinking about ways people can get around the city 
And I was noticing when I was in the haunted forest, you know, when everything wasn't as great as it was before, we had to live in the haunted fucking forest. And I noticed how a spider was as quiet as a mouse, quieter still. And I thought, wouldn't that be great? See how they walk up those trees? Wouldn't it be great if you could just have a car that climbed up a building and just dumped you off right in your window? <laughs> you leave a window open, you get dumped it through your window of like your skyscraper. Everybody leaves a window open in Purethra Guild because that's where the spider comes in. <laughs> it's like King Kong horror story. <laughs> But picture like a place where like that's just like a charming I little know. thing, right? I know. Like, it sounds wonderful. I'm just messing with you, but I know. it sounds wonderful because the the image that I got was everybody leaves the window open, right? I'm going to bed, right? I am asleep. My bedroom window. The person who lives above me is being dropped off by the spider. So in the middle of the night, you just see the pass your window like, no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, it's just the bus. It's just the bus. It's, it's fine. just the bus. It's fine. It's fine. But like, I don't think that would ever get like, oh, yeah, it's just it's just the beans of the spider. It can be alarming. It's alarming. <laughs> oh, Spinner Webster. Oh, God. There's a prompt about like a spider queen or something. I kind of want to do Spinner Webster one day. Mm, what they turned out to be. Um, God, is that it? We did a wrap on public it. transportation and fantasy, and I love that episode. It's fun. It's good. Sometimes it's good just one. good to sit and chat about the stupid world that we've made and hammer mm-hmm. out some details so our listeners get a better idea. And it's just way less work for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Gelatinous Deer Slime, for your prompt. Uh, Gelatinous Deer Slime posted that prompt on our Discord. And if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there are a lot of ways to do it. There sure are. You can post them to our Twitter uh, at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to the aforementioned discord at bit.oi slash AMFC discord. Or you can go to all my fantasy children.com and use the content submission form. While you're there, check out our Patreon page or band camp. All sorts of fun things. Our Wikipedia, created by Katie Cullop, including uh, Ink Oculi, is also adding articles as well. It's blown up. But check out our Patreon page. It's a place where you can give us a much-needed financial backing. Your money will go to support uh, equipment costs, hosting fees, but, um, and just keeping the lights running. You know, keeping this thing mm-hmm. going and con appearances and fun things like that. Uh, gives you access to bonus content and early access to episodes. It's really fun. It's a great way to show that you really love the show. What's another yes, way that they can really help us the fuck out that helps us grow? Uh, they can give us iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews are huge. They help us get, they help us sort of climb the iTunes charts. The higher we are in the charts, the more likely it is to recommend us to new listeners. It is a little tiny thing that you can do that has a huge impact. If you have iTunes, I can't recommend that enough. Uh, they can also share some love on social media. Just posting that you like the show is tremendously helpful because anytime you tweet about that, it's somebody's first time seeing it. It draws them into the show. It helps It helps grow the show, helps grow grow the audience. Or you can just tell a friend about it, you know? Talk about how much you enjoy the show. Talk about how much you enjoy. Or just follow us on social media and talk to us about it. Any of those things help sort of grow the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. It's true. Can't understate that enough. Um, Verbal hug this week. The world around you is huge and interesting. Don't let that go unnoticed. It's true. My God. I mean, there's, you know, it's it's not always just the big things that are interesting. Sometimes, you know, I can't, you know, there were probably 15 different things in this episode that are just little things that I couldn't even tell you, like, I gave a second thought to most days. But they're fun and interesting and strange and there's magic to that. So take some time today to note that. Yeah. Note the... 
the strangeness and the wonder of the world that we live in, both big and small alike. I could not agree more. Take a second, really open your eyes, keep your head up when you're walking around or driving or doing whatever, and appreciate the small details. It could be little things like your favorite tree. I have a favorite tree in my neighborhood because its leaves are still on. They're still like crimson red. And like that takes me to a wonderful point of my day whenever I walk underneath of it. It's little things like that, that like that, that little thing, your, your trolley driver who recites poetry or even just, God, as simple as like something in your apartment, a plant, like just take time to appreciate the small things because like Jeff said, they are wonderful, magical, mm-hmm. mysterious and weird and it's awesome. So take time yep. to look at, smell the flowers. Look around at tiny details, and then if you have, uh, I have a thing, if you have a thing that you see that inspires you in terms of, like, fantasy, like, you know, oh, God, that makes me think of, like, that red tree. I'm always like, what blood is it drinking from under the soil? But, like, if you have something, you can tweet at us or me uh, what what it is, and I'd love to hear about it. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. Um, Is that it? I think that's it. So on that note, until next time, good night. Good, good game. game.